Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love Is Your Medicine podcast. Okay, I'm extremely excited about this episode, episode number 12, because I'm starting a new series with episode 12 that I'll have, um, that I'll run sometimes. And what this series will be inside my podcast is where I interview people that I know that are putting into practice loving themselves. Um, I see it in action within them, within their lives. And I want to share it with my listening audience. So I decided what I'll name the episodes where I interview people. It'll be called Love's Prescription, Real People, Real Love. Like I said, I'm extremely excited to bring this to you. I will be interviewing my uh, close friend of the family, Kathy. Welcome to the first episode of Love's Prescription, Real People, Real Love. Here we go. to episode 12 of Love is Your Medicine podcast. And as I said in the intro, uh, this is going to be the first time that I'm going to bring someone on to interview. I'm very excited uh, because for, I think in episode one, I kind of mentioned that that would be my plan to bring on different uh, people that I know that not only uh, like the podcast or what I'm saying, but they're living it um, in different aspects of their life. Uh, they came to that realization like I did that you have to love yourself to uh, just be a better person overall and to enjoy life. So that is what episode 12 is all about. My first interview, um, the person I'm bringing on with me I've known her for a number of years, uh, and we, we've always been been good friends. And she's been a good friend to myself, Michelle, our family. Uh, we like her and her son very much, and we've always talked. But I guess we've talked more since I started this podcast, and I realized, like, on our journeys, they're different journeys, but they're very similar. And so that's why I wanted to bring her on, have her uh, interview with me today on episode 12. This is my good friend, Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Hi. Hi, Mitch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for um, joining me on episode 12. I can't believe I've done 12 episodes already. And yeah, like I was saying, I want to interview uh, different individuals I know that, you know, kind of feel the same way I do about uh, taking a journey to love yourself, care about yourself, uh, build up your self-worth and your self-love. And so I, I thought we'd start off by 
getting to know a little bit about you first. So, um, Kathy, let me see, where were you born? So, I was born in Chicago, Illinois. No way. Yes. Yep. I think we talked about that. You're from there too, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's going to tell my age because I'm like forgetting something. <laughs> so <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you know what I thought you were going to say just from talking with you? What? Florida. I, I thought you were going to say Florida. I yeah. know. I talk about Florida all the time. Like that's like, but in reality, I've lived in like different places. Florida was just kind of the place where I was like a preteen to a teenager and to a early in my early 20s. But yeah, no, Chicago was was where I started my life in Chicago. All right. What part? What side? You know, I'm not sure. I know like my father lived in like North Ashland Avenue. Oh, yeah. um, okay. So, so that's where I um, would go visit him in the summers. I, yeah. I only lived there like the first couple years of my life, and okay. then, um, then I went. My my mom moved to Puerto Rico. My parents got um, divorced or separated, and so I lived um, like until age seven in Puerto Rico. And then after that, oh. I, I at age eleven we moved to Florida. But I know I'm always like Florida this, and I love Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting on you to say like Miami or <laughs> Orlando, Chicago. No, no, <laughs> no, Orlando. Orlando's where, like I see it as my hometown, but in reality, I've I've been quite a bit of different places. Okay, sounds like me too. Uh, so it sounds like maybe North Side Chicago. I'm from West Side Chicago, and oh, so okay. yeah, like you, I was born in Chicago, moved to Houston, lived there for uh, eight years, and then majority of my life I lived in um, Atlanta oh nice yeah, yeah I, I thought that because I knew you were from Georgia so, so it's close to Florida so I'd be like oh mm -hmm. you're like so close to like where where I grew <laughs> up and yeah you used to go up to Georgia a lot like so I, I remember those trips those were fun especially the peaches in Flo in Georgia <laughs> are like the yeah. best in the world like that was like <laughs> you cannot get peaches anywhere else like Georgia true <laughs> and so let me see you mentioned a little bit about excuse me uh you know growing up is there anything you feel uh, like kind of uh formed who you were uh, as you became a teen or an early um uh, like a young adult um yes yeah, so many things like um i i was like when I was reading some of your things and hearing some of your podcasts, I was thinking about how sometimes when you're growing up, um, so many things influence who you are or who you become. And then how you have to work so hard to like unbecome all these things like like generational trauma or things that really like kind of held you back from mm -hmm. really being your authentic self. And then when you were able to like work on and heal yourself you were able to like go in a different direction because of of the healing you did for yourself so so there were things um growing up I was um, I just remember that we um we moved a lot and mm -hmm. and so that really um kind of shaped me in the way that I I always love to travel um but I can't really say that I've ever like well here I've lived here the longest but like I, I just 
wasn't very um how do you say like deeply rooted in a place and then also like i grew up with with um, a parent that had a lot of different um issues or things um so i was taught like to be a caregiver at very young and to really um like bend over backwards for for other people and not um and i was never supposed to question things and um also growing up like in a hispanic home there's a lot of like traditions in which like the the older generations or the patriarchs of the family are really supposed to be like the the kind of the law like whatever they say is is the right way of thinking or feeling and so you're not supposed to question that um and i think that really like that really influenced so much of like how as like um as a teenager and then when i got married i didn't know how to set boundaries or really like have a voice and so i would i allowed like um things to happen like mistreatments and and not being able to like really stand up for myself because that was something that wasn't really taught i was just supposed to like follow along or go along with with the flow and not really um set like these firm boundaries that would have helped um if i had had just learned them as as a young adult or as a teenager yeah oh man okay so that that kind of helps me like to understand kind of where you where you come from especially about the part about uh not questioning or going with the flow and being a care, caregiver yes. I, I see how that can affect the person yeah yes. and the, and it also for for like as when you're growing up um it really is the parents um part to actually like kind of allow you to be yourself you're not really supposed to be the caregiver they're supposed to um, take care of like the children yeah, yeah. But, but in mine it was so reversed um that i felt that i grew up very fast um i had to really be really responsible very fast um and and that was very it just wasn't very um it wasn't normal it was very stressed out very anxious mm-hmm. producing because you're not able to actually like like live your life it was kind of like you had to um cater to someone else and what their needs were mm-hmm. but you weren't important enough to to say like well i have needs too like i need help or i need this or mm-hmm. i need comfort so yeah it was a very different upbringing of how how i raised my own son um i i see how like how different it was and yeah it's it was different well and so did um and i would imagine that affected you like in school uh coming up like like feeling that way yeah it it was um i just remember like in school there was um i did always feel different but i also realized that it it made me to be very protective of other people mm-hmm. um and instead of and and i carried that like throughout my life it's now like in the recent years that i've had to like really realize that that like just to to allow like to take care of myself first and then my my son and like not really um I don't know how to be like protective of others that mm-hmm. they could handle their own um if that makes any any sense when oh, it yeah. comes to like the whole psychology of like um of like not being codependent and things like that um mm-hmm. but yeah I just I remember like there were like things that happened while I was like growing up at school that that I think now like wow like I was really pretty like fearless and I kind of like I like so different from 
like the way my son reacts to situations I'm like I was it was very different like I remember and this is like such a an odd like memory but I remember we were in I was like middle school and there was a, a young um like young girl that um was pretty homeless and you could tell that she was um not able to like speak and and really like be able to defend herself and um there was like these these gangsters like in Orlando there um we had the like the gangs and things like that it was different than how it kind of is here it's a little different here um and they just were picking on her and i just was able to like i don't even know how i did it but i it was like three three girls and i basically was like leave her alone and i stood my ground and i think to this day like i'm still alive but but they did they just were like oh like they yeah they they left her alone but and now i i like how courageous that was because i don't think as an older person now i'm like like don't even <laughs> like i worry about things like that <laughs> yeah like but but i think that it was just so like instilled in me to like like protect and, and to take mm. care of other people that I didn't realize that like sometimes um I could have just gotten a teacher like <laughs> or done something else. <laughs> <laughs> but now let me ask you though, like were you that quick to uh stand up for yourself or defend yourself? I was not. Yeah. I was not at all. And that and that carried on like for many years, even um when I got married I realized how I try to protect and defend myself. I couldn't. I didn't know how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I stayed in that marriage um, until I had my son, and then um, there was a lot of things happening in that marriage. But my ex-husband um, was very traditional, um, but also it kind of leaned more towards like an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And and since I grew up in in the type of um, also traditional but also more toxic and abusive in in how it leans towards, I grew up that you don't really answer back and you're supposed to like give your all to another person and bend over backwards and you're not allowed you're not like allowed to have a voice or, or and and which leads to not having value in yourself or or feel worthy of yourself because you're always giving to someone else Mm -hmm. and and i thought that one of the things i thought of is that if i had been raised in a family where they had healthy um boundaries and they had taught me boundaries or standards or if that i did have a voice that i could tell someone like like this is where like we're like, like this is how you treat me and I was able to do that it would have been a totally different I would have walked away from that uh, marriage even before it started um, mm-hmm. but but what I realized is that when my son was born that's when I started feeling like I need to protect my son instead of also feeling like I needed to protect myself it was more like I was thinking like I don't want to raise him in this environment um, because this is going to be just horrible for both of us, but especially for him. Mm-hmm. And and but I thought that to myself. But if if I had been raised differently, I would have already left that a long time ago, and it would have never even started. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's just strange did, how it is. Did that uh, stress and abuse? Did it? Did did it make you uh, have like low self esteem? 
It did. I, it did mm-hmm. add to to it to all the um, the other things that the way I grew up. Um, because sometimes when you, when you're growing up in a household um, that that can be a little bit toxic, um, there's a lot of um, like I grew up in a household where I, insults were not seen as a bad thing, um, mm. put downs were not seen as a bad thing. Um, I just remember just being told like that that I had to be perfect and I had and nobody was gonna like care or love me if I wasn't perfect. So I felt like I needed to earn love. And the reality of, in life is that um, you don't earn love. you just love people and they love you back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I had to bend over backwards and, and just um, earn that love and that was something that I had to really um, work on after that relationship and I still think that at times I still I'm still chipping away at some of that too because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it doesn't it's, go it's, away automatically yeah if, if things are ingrained in us it's hard to uh, even when we have a mindset shift it's hard to uh, you know stay away from those old habits and thoughts and so did you so I always discuss this with people um you know you had this low self-esteem and i'm sure people you know they can pick up on that easy yes. do you think people use your personality and you know your self-esteem do you think people use it to their advantage in the past they have yeah and yeah. i think and i think even now um because it seems like they that people that are manipulative or have um, some abusive tendencies, they are. It feels like they're always in search of their like next victim. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> seem to spot you from far away. Oh, the, yeah. the only the only thing I've I've noticed is that the more you heal, and the more you you you're like putting yourself first, and you're taking care of yourself, and you're really watching. Um, how people are truly it seems to at first attract them and then it kind of deflects them like they they get really um, they realize that that you're not actually what you seem if that makes any sense like you're Mm -hmm. not easy to manipulate or easy to um, abuse anymore yeah Yeah. because we you know the the faith we have in it now is on my episodes when I bring it up that's how I just refer to it the faith I have (laughs) (laughs) or that I'm in it's like uh, we're we're taught to love everyone and to be nice and you know so I I try to be that but then like you just said you have to be careful because um, some people mistake kindness for weakness and so yeah you have to have your, your boundaries set Yes, and that's that's one of the that's one of the things I always struggled with, um, because it's true. Like our faith or the, or the or how we were raised, um, sometimes um, if if we were raised um, religious or with having a strong faith in God, one of the things I, I notice is that um, that that how I was raised, and then also being married to someone that was. Um, kind of um, also in a way but didn't really um, isn't really a worshiper of God um, that they use um, like this guilt trip 
mm-hmm. concerning um, that you're supposed to forgive me no matter yeah. what I do to you. Yeah, you're supposed to like just let it go. Um, and that I struggled with that concept and that feeling for a long time until I realized that that really forgiveness um, has to do with, with ourselves and our inner peace. Um, and I think that, um, was it recently, the study of, of Job and how um, he had these like fake friends or fake comforters mm-hmm. and they really put him through a lot of like emotional and mental like turmoil and abuse. Um, and it wasn't really concerning um, forgiving them because he had already gone through a lot of things. It was really being able to forgive and let go so that he could have inner peace. But it didn't mean that they didn't do the things that they did to him. And it, it didn't mean that if they continue to be that way, that he was going to continue to be their friends and close to them. It just me- means that sometimes we have to leave it in, in God's hands because God always tells us like to that he'll take care of it and that vengeance is his and that we we kind of get out of a, a bad situation but we could um, be able to maintain who we are in our peaceful um, environment without mm. cre- creating too much chaos in our in our life oh yeah yeah so yes yeah, definitely it has to be balanced and that's what i'm always stressing to the uh you know the ones i love my family that you know, while we're we try to be caring and loving and nice and generous, that we have to have our boundaries up so that we don't get taken advantage of. Because sadly, that's just the world we live in. Uh, people prey on the weak, and so yeah, we have to find our our balance. I always like to say, you know, stand for something or fall for anything. So, you know, that's the world we live in. So true, so true, and it it just. And it feels like as time goes on, it um, there there's so many that that kind of just do prey on the weak, mm-hmm. and so it's always trying to like do that whole protection and walls up kind of feeling. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned something uh, interesting because I want to touch on this real briefly because I I like to just try to help as many as I can uh, who might be listening who who are going through something or thinking about something, but. You mentioned about how you were brought up and then how you try to raise your son. And so, yes, you know, I'm a firm believer on, you know, we've all gone through things in the past that, are, you know, might not be ideal. Yes. Um, and then you mentioned generational, too. And so what briefly, like, what are some of the things you do to try to switch it up from how you were brought up to what you're trying to teach your son um i i was so different with with raising my boy because i really um there was no name calling in our house Mm -hmm. there's no insults um i always tell him to just be himself and really stop to listen to who he was and what he wanted to be or who what he wanted to do um, like, for example, like growing up, I was anything I wanted to do was never encouraged. It was basically um, picked for me what they wanted, like what they thought I should be or what, where I was going to go in life. Um, and I was I can't say rebellious, but I, I kind of did my own thing. Oh. Um, 
and but I I just remember that like there was no no them not really realizing who I was or really getting to know me they felt like they owned me <laughs> that I was just um but like created for for just living what they they wanted mm. um but, but with Joel I really focused on who he was as a person um and so I would um I would ask him questions like what do you like and what do you don't like and so um for like this is just an example when he was growing up he really got a knack for playing the violin and okay. I didn't um force it but I also I encouraged it and I, I let him and and he got a great experience from from just playing the violin whereas in my family um anything artistic was kind of frowned upon because it it doesn't make money and it it, it doesn't you know create a, a lifestyle um but for him, for him I thought why not like it's it's something fun it's something different and I just let him be who he needed to be without mm. um try, trying to make like put my like make him be who I wanted him to be mm-hmm. and, and that was such a different you know upbringing yeah like I, and that, I, that's I, huge yeah yeah because you know, parents out there sometimes struggle with uh I, like I, I don't like when I see or I hear or talk to different people and you know they may have been physically abused yes you know growing up and then you know some have said that that's how they were raised so that's how they're going to raise their children and then i know others who say you know i went through physical abuse i know how you feel physically and mentally i don't want my children to experience that so they decide that they're going to the pattern is going to change with them yes yeah that's why i asked you that because just you know for any listeners out there who you know may have gone through stuff growing up you know, you don't have to keep a negative or bad pattern going. Like you, you have the power to change it yourself. Yeah, so true. And and um, I learned from Joel like quite a bit. Like when I was while I was raising him, I didn't realize that. Like I knew I was changing patterns, but I didn't really understand the impact of it for a very long time until like he was in middle school and my ex um like i'm from florida and my ex lives in florida but he came here um i think basically to scare me and and try to um kind of show that he still had some control over us so he he decided that he was going to like take me to court and try to take joel back with him to florida but joel was already like a preteen but what i what i noticed about like his interaction with his father while he was here was that his father um, used all the same tactics and and all the my, my I guess my ex's generational trauma comes up in that he also grew up in a family where it was very insulting and that's how they kind of manipulate like just by hitting your um, insulting to hit your low self-esteem mm-hmm. or make you have low self-esteem and then after that they try to control and manipulate um because you have low self-esteem you kind of just go along with it um but he tried that when he was here in in a counseling session with my son um and my son's reaction was like no like you don't you don't talk to me that way or you don't call me names um and i thought like yes like that was the first time that i was like you know 
<laughs> I changed that pattern. Like I, I did that by myself. Like I, I was like so surprised and it felt good because I thought yeah. like, like my kid gets to live a whole different like life. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I see my kid, he's quiet, but he's pretty self-assured. Like he, he's just kind of like going with the flow and he doesn't have the, the, like the, like the sadness or the trauma or the stuff that I went through. It's mm -hmm. very different for him. And I'm, I'm glad because I, I feel like I, I changed the pattern, like that generational trauma that's happened for generations. I got to like flip the switch and, and make yeah. it totally different. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and, and just so you all know that, uh, like that answer, like it was great. Like it went along with what I was asking, but I didn't even, I wasn't expecting that answer because like this is totally unscripted so i don't i'm just asking questions as we go so like that just shows the power of that we have if we take control of ourselves we have great self-esteem self-worth self-love like that's the kind of things you can do you can put an end to negative patterns and promote positive things and look what it did for you and joel he was able to stand up for himself you know at a, a young age so true and I, I was so proud of him because I thought okay like this is this is like I, I I'm okay like because you know as a parent sometimes you you wonder like am I am I messing everything up for him like am I doing the right thing do I know what I'm doing and um and, and an another thing I was thinking about is that like sometimes when you're growing up with your family apologizing was not a parents never apologize to kids according to like how I grew mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. but I, I just I always was telling Joel um, things like you know like I'm, I'm I, I don't know what I'm doing half the time like if I make a mistake it wasn't intentional I just don't know like what what I'm doing this is all new to me mm -hmm. um to let him know that like like yeah I'll make mistakes like maybe I didn't understand a certain situation and maybe I didn't get this or that but but I was just I I I just love you. I'm trying, and that's mm -hmm. all, all I could really do. And so I realized that he, he kind of feels like like it made him feel safe with me. Like he knew that mm -hmm. I tried. And, and that's exactly what that does because, like our children, that's I think that's and I'm always talking about it with Michelle. I think that's the best way we can. One of the best ways we can teach our children is that to show them that you know parents aren't perfect. We make mistakes. Even though I made a mistake, this is what. I can do or what we can do to, you know, make it better or change it. Like they need to know that because, uh, you know, growing up in this world, they need to realize that they will make mistakes, but it's not the end of the world if they do. Exactly. And I, I think that, um, that there's many, like I've seen many people that have grown up in households that were abusive. And when they made a, a small mistake or something little, they really internalize it and they make it like, like they're the like that's the worst steal or they're the worst person in the world. And it's not really like that. It's like you're allowed to make mistakes. Um, it's just getting like just if you fall, fall, get back up and keep going and just yep. keep moving. <laughs> exactly. So that yeah, thank I appreciate that. That was a great example of like writing a wrong growing up and stopping something that's been going on for generations in your family so great example and so if we fast forward a little bit you know 
you you mentioned about how you came up, how you were brought up, uh, you know, the, the mindset that you had. When was it, do you think, that you kind of said, okay, this, the way I'm living, it's not really working for me. I'm not happy. With, with my ex-husband or? Just in, in general, at what, what point in your life did you kind of say, okay, the way I am now is just not working for me? Um, it, I believe that it, it's been a long process. Like I believe it started like, I think right after um, I left my ex-husband. It's been really years, but I think the last years I focused on other things that I, I've realized. But like after leaving my ex-husband, um, I, I, um, I, I went into like a. I came to Washington or here, and I immediately was put in this program for like. Um, DV domestic violence mm-hmm. with counselors and I really realized then that in the beginning I just thought like it was just my ex-husband um, that was um, like abusive and toxic and that it was just a, a one thing and but I'd never like really matched it to my childhood I just thought like oh this just started now um, but then um, with, with going through the counseling I realized um how it, it does your childhood does affect your like who you marry and, and it affects your self-worth it affects so many things about you um so it was has been a long um like process and journey um mm-hmm. but i think more recently maybe like three or four years ago um i realized um that i still kind of do that that um feeling like i need to earn love instead of allowing people to just love me or or and I realized like okay like this because I realized how hurtful it was um to to try to earn someone's love and feel like they didn't value you or care about you or or make you it made me feel worthless and I thought but that's um it just felt so painfully hurtful but um how do I say I looked around to other people and realized that they some of them didn't seem to be going through the things I was going through or, mm-hmm. or having those feelings that I was feeling that were so intense on, on, on how feeling um, like if I didn't earn someone's love, then that made me like unworthy of love or, or unvaluable. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's when I started thinking like, okay, so this, this doesn't seem right. Um, and I started like doing a lot of work and went into like really a good counselor. And what I, I found out and what I noticed was that there's this new thing called like attachment mm-hmm. um, styles and theories or attachment styles. And I fell under like a, more of an anxious attachment style, which basically means that um, people that have that attachment style it means that usually they grow up with a parent that is like one moment they love you and they care for your needs and they're there for you and then one if you make them mad or they're upset or they kind of have like a switch off and then they abandon you and they're neglectful and they're insulting and they're hurtful and so you feel as a child that you have to like run and like earn their love back and 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 force them to love you and and you'll bend over backwards for them okay and so i realized that i've been carrying this thing from my my childhood um into like my relationships sometimes with other people especially like um 
like uh, like a man <laughs> and mm -hmm. so uh, i would i would feel like 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 and then the interesting part is that usually i would pick or or be more like prone to uh, be attractive to attracted to like people that were more emotionally unavailable um or or more or avoided things because they also had their own like traumas and things that they were working out for themselves or actually they probably weren't working out for themselves but they probably didn't even know they had it mm -hmm. but but it was like i was repeating that that same childhood trauma of like i pull for that attention and then they pull away because they're scared of love but it's a little bit opposite from my attachment style and so i i realized that that was what was um that was caused me a lot of of just like hurt and, and a lot yeah. of confusion because i i didn't even know i was doing it from some from something that happened to me like as a child it was really mm -hmm. interesting and it like i can attest to that because yeah, as I mentioned on previous episodes, I was like holding on to a lot of pain, yes. even as an adult. But I didn't really, until I uh, got counseling, I didn't really realize that, you know, things that had happened to me as a boy, I was keeping bottled up and it was still affecting my life. So, yeah, that's a, a great point, too, uh, for my listeners that, you know, yeah. sometimes we may have things deep in us bottled up uh that molded us that we're not even we're not even really realizing and so that affects how we are as adults but yeah so you said you it affected relationships and how you were and, oh another thing too that was similar with me is like i realized that i wanted to change how i was i would say for sure back in like 2009 and like this is 2024 and it's like <laughs> it's been a work in progress from that point because you know another thing i always want my listeners to understand too like we're not you can't fix yourself overnight like it you know it's gonna take time and effort so it's been i'm at a place i'm at now but it's been years uh, for me to get to this point of, you know, realizing what the issue was, which, which I was helped to figure that out, I would say around 2014, 2015, around that time. Nice. But, you know, within the last three or four years is when I've really, really just, like, really worked to get to the point I'm at now in 2024. So it, it takes time and it takes the effort. This isn't an overnight fix. No. And sometimes you don't even know what you need to fix. That's where mm -hmm. I had a lot of hiccups with because sometimes I was like, well, what? Like, because you don't realize that other people do things a little different or they don't feel the same way or they don't have that anxious attachment style. They might have a more secure style, which is a more balanced. Um, so it's so. Um, hard sometimes because you don't really even know what to focus on mm -hmm. and it because i accidentally stumbled on attachment styles i think on instagram 
Um, but before that, I never knew it, but what that was until I heard someone describe what it was. And I was like, I think I have that. Like, that sounds familiar to me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And then I got a really good um, counselor. And I think that helps a lot because um, they sometimes help you be able to get quicker to where you're wanting to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And, and you're talking to an expert. That, so it's, sometimes it's like the they... Um, they kind of know like like step one do this step two to do this so you're like oh i know how to do this now <laughs> yeah yeah i'm always urging my listeners to you know if, if you you know if you're open to it that's a good option to try out as counseling because sometimes we can't do it on our own and like i went for what i was going for i went until uh she started suggesting things that I should do that was again totally against how I was raised and so yes but I was thankful that you know we got to kind of the root of what was causing me so much so many issues and so much pain in my life so that was a good foundation for me to grow on and then you know I I felt that we had to go separate ways but you know Mm -hmm. she helped me to figure out at least why I was like acting out the way I was but so at what, what point did you feel like uh, you were just going to, that you were going to start loving yourself and counting yourself worthy? Well, I, um, it was like within the last, just like you said, like uh, for some reason, the last three years, it kind of clicked for me um, and things fell into much more place. I mean, over the years, I did go into different counseling um, and different things, um, always trying to find like what was happening with me um but then finally like the last year um it it really had to do with like like i said like about three years um finding that i um was attracted to someone who had um how do you say had more of an avoidant attachment style or i believe did Mm -hmm. and realizing that i was really feeling like i needed to earn that love and that if I didn't have that validation, that it it said so much about myself. Um, and then I realized after that, um, and after going to counseling, that it really had nothing to do with any validation or, or anything like that. Um, it had to do with how the other person themselves had their own like issues that, that they had to deal with that they may not know. But that that my validation, my worth, my worthiness um, had nothing to do with them, but with myself, mm-hmm. um, how I felt about myself and what I what I knew about myself and to trust myself um, more um, because sometimes y- you don't trust yourself and you feel like someone else has to approve or validate you. Um, yeah. And that- yeah. And that also came from my, my childhood. Like I always it was like I couldn't think for myself or I needed to make sure that it was okay or I they needed to validate how I felt about things or what I thought or and and that and I realized that that came from from way back then um but yeah I I realized that that um that just some things just don't work out and it has nothing to do with me that I wasn't it it was just the situation or it was just um something else or it and it Mm -hmm. had nothing yeah, because I internalized a lot of things and took it like it was me, like I'm not worthy and like I've had a hard life and everything always happens to me um, yeah. kind of feeling. Um, and and yeah, and, so, and you do get like that 
let her like 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 nothing nothing works out and i'm always like struggling um but then you realize no it's it's not that it's just it's just life and and things happen mm-hmm. and, and yeah so it is such a, a much more um it's such a much more calmer and happier place yeah yep then <laughs> you get that inner peace and you're like you know what i'm gonna be okay it's not it's mm. not that bad <laughs> yeah and it's definitely more calming when you love yourself first and that's what i always say you know you we love and care for ourselves and you know things just seem to fall in place and like i mentioned i've known you for years I mean, when we met joe just the itty bitty little fella and now you know here he is a man a young man and i have a beard full of gray hair but i can tell like i can see a difference in you from when i first met you uh than who you are now oh yeah like the, the way you act the way you talk uh the way you uh just your outlook on life is totally different and that's why i felt mm-hmm. you know i wanted to interview you because yeah you're like living what my theme what the theme of my podcast is about is about you know uh love is your medicine we have to love ourselves enough first before others can love and respect us like that's just how i feel that's so true it is so true because i i know when when joel was younger um i was like a new single parent um and yeah, and I remember your daughter was just a little baby. She was mm-hmm. just a little baby. She's like a young, young girl, like young lady now. But, but yeah, she now was. She's working on getting her license. No. Oh, that's exciting. I know as a parent, it's like, oh, this is scary, but it is exciting, though. <laughs> I know years go by so fast. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I do remember that. Like, I just, I felt back then that, like, I was just trying to survive and I was, and that's the thing is that when you come out of a childhood of, of, of that it's very um, hostile, and then you're married into a very hostile relationship, like you, you stay on like survival mode for so long until you're able to heal that, and all you do is you feel like you have to protect yourself and put walls up, and oh, um, yeah. because yeah, you're you're so afraid that the, like the next person's gonna come in and try to like do something, and so. Uh, it takes so long. That sounds like me. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's what I did. I put walls up. And my, my whole thing in life, because of what had happened to me, was I'm going to yeah. get you before you get me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if I was... I, I think I was more like... Yeah, I don't like think I, you were like that. <laughs> oh no. I was, I was more villainous. <laughs> I, know. I know. I was like... I, <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> I don't think yeah, I was that's, like that's that not in you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I think I was more like, a, more like, I'm just gonna protect myself. And sometimes mm-hmm. I would just put walls up and not allow people in because I was like, I'm so scared of of going through bad stuff again. That that I was like, like, forget it. I'm just gonna like be a single parent, like, um, really focus on Joel, and then that's it. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was my defense mechanism you know I, if I felt someone was gonna and again it, it I didn't know that's why I was doing it until I was going through counseling and yeah. eventually she picked up on it 
you know, but yeah, I did certain things in my life or had certain reactions because that was my whole philosophy before I felt like if I felt like you were going to hurt me in some type of way or it was going in that direction, then I would do it first. And whether that was just like breaking off all contact or saying something real dumb and hurtful, you know, which however I did it, that was my defense mechanism. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. I totally can see why, because it's, it's scary um, when you like, that's one thing that I've also like in the last several years really worked on is, um, I've studied a little bit about like the nervous system mm-hmm. and how uh, there are times that we we have some traumas that we we don't even know we have and we could be in a perfectly safe environment but something will trigger us and then we feel like it's not safe anymore and so yeah. our nervous system goes into red and we're mm-hmm. feeling like well actually it goes more into yellow because it's like green yellow and red what i was reading about the nervous system mm-hmm. and so it'll go into a yellow that we don't feel as safe and so our we start tensing up like our, our stress levels are up and so we may say and do things just because we're trying to protect ourselves it's like that protective oh, yeah. mechanism yeah. and and so I've been really watching that in myself. There's times that I start feeling like like something triggers me and I think like, oh, this is like the person in my past that hurt me or mm-hmm. and then I get really triggered and I have to, I've been really working on just watching myself and the other person to see if okay, they might have said something rudely or done something, but does it really matter or is it like mm-hmm. am I safe enough that I could just relax and just be myself and and kind of be like, oh, whatever. Um, and that's been a big one for me because yeah. I didn't realize that things triggered me. And, and because of trauma responses, sometimes you do get triggered. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. That's- and that, yeah, it still happens with me, depending on what happens. Uh, it can trigger something inside of me. But like you said, I just have to go think it through and calm myself down. And yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I still- like I do the, the daily thought I put out. And either that's kind of similar to what I what yeah. I put out today. A lot of it have to do with you kind of mentioned like who we put ourselves around or who we open up to, and you know that's a huge thing. If we allow people in our lives that you know we may not know them fully until we really get to know them a little bit more, but if we allow them to stay in our life and they're affecting us in a negative way. It's, it's just going to hurt us or pull us back into uh, cycles that, you know, we, we're trying to better ourselves and move away from. So true. Um, yeah, because sometimes, like, I, I notice with myself that, um, you know, also growing up in the, in the family, like, everybody gets invited. Everybody gets included. Um, but not realizing that not everybody... Um, and it's, what's that saying that doesn't deserve a place in, in your table mm-hmm. because they might bring things that just are not helping you um, it may like um, really hurt you emotionally, mentally um, it's not building you up or it's not mm-hmm. allowing you to progress um, there's totally difference that if someone comes um, and you know that they're working on themselves and they're trying to better themselves and that's different because then yeah. you can kind of work with that Um but if someone comes and you know that they're just not, you know, fitting very well or 
um, that you're you're able to say like this isn't working for me and and that's that's a good boundary like if something is just not working and you don't even see the person like try or apologize or anything like that that's a moment that you just have to be like well um i wish you well but i mm -hmm. i have to like keep it moving for yeah. for me and my kid um and so yeah it's a it is that's totally like a different game changer for that's been a game changer for me mm -hmm. yeah and it like what you just said about you know having the the courage to step away from someone who isn't good in your life that's a, a part of self-love and self-respect you know a lot of people because they're caught in certain cycles they feel that they're being mean or they don't want to be that type of person but like and like we're not talking about it being selfish or self-love in a selfish way but self-love to respect ourselves enough that we're not gonna put ourselves in a position to be hurt like that's a huge part of self-love and, and self-respect so true uh, yeah and another thing I, I i've in the last kind of year or so have incorporated in myself so that i could like kind of choose um between how much some what someone does hurts me or doesn't like was like really knowing if they're like an acquaintance, a friend, um, mm -hmm. or, or more than like more than fa like like family, yeah. um, because sometimes um, if if you're treating an acquaintance like a friend, but they're really just an acquaintance, um, and then they do something like that's a little bit hurtful, mm -hmm. um, it might hurt more. But if you kind of know that they're just an acquaintance, they're someone that you see once in a blue moon or once in a while, but you don't have like a close relationship with them. So it's it's easier that if they if something hurtful happens, you're like, oh well, you know. Yep. This. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like like think like, oh no, like they're no, they were just an acquaintance. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So and that that's how I always, you know, feel too. I've always told Michelle there's different levels to like who's in our our circle you know you you have people you're cordial to you have people like you say acquaintances then you have the the real good friends and, and family but yeah it's yeah. i'm real i've always been picky i guess about who i hang around but now as an adult and having a family like i'm, I'm very careful because like i found out at a young age yeah. even if they are called family or relatives that doesn't mean they always have your best interests at heart you know i found that out at a young age so yeah so I, i've always been careful of who i let in my circle so true um yeah i i know that's how i like i really had to disconnect um from like the one person that raised me and you you always um kind of there's like a stigma that you know you your parents you're supposed to love and and you do you do but if they're hurtful there's no way that you could you know like you were saying sometimes you have to know that with certain relatives and certain people they are not safe and you can't yeah. continue a relationship with them because they're not safe and i got a lot of um like pushback um from family because it was like no but you have to have this very close um relationship with with all of your family and 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 they were trying to define for me once again like my family <laughs> what yeah. 
what is good for me and what it wasn't. But that manipulate. That, yes, yes. But that relationship was really destroying me. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes when it's like a toxic person or a hurtful person, um, it's better to like you have to let go because if you don't it just continues to put you on a like downward spiral and and it's worse for you it just never that cycle doesn't end until you put an end to it and you set that boundary and you're like enough is enough and you that's one of the things i was like things are not going to happen to my son the way they happen to me and and it was hard and and i got a lot of like um opinions and and backslash and all kinds of stuff from my family um but now it feels like they finally like see that we're okay you know mm -hmm. like they they basically said like uh, everything bad was gonna happen and and the world was gonna come to it was just like <laughs> but then as as time went on they realized that that joel's at peace i'm at peace i'm not yeah. trying to like like fight them on it i'm just like no i, un I understand <laughs> i'm like i understand your opinion but this is this is who i am <laughs> this is my opinion oh, yeah. and it, it's good to stand your ground that was good that you were able to do that that people have no choice but to respect you as long as you stay solid and stand your ground and stay consistent with what you believe in uh they they'll either respect you or they'll slither away it was always my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that's the perfect when they they're not good and they slither away you're like bye mm -hmm. see you later <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i can you have really really changed and like it makes me happy seeing where you're at now in life and peace that you have because like i said you could tell you know, someone can tell you what they see. Someone that you yeah. trust or are close to, you know, so they're able to tell you what they see looking in. And so, yeah, me being a good friend to you, I can really see a, a definite positive and great change uh, for you and Joel. And I'm happy for you. And so, you. oh yeah, you're welcome. Thinking about you know everything that we've talked about and you know whoever it may be a single mom a single father uh a young adult growing up like what's your final summation what are your final thoughts what would you like to say to our listeners about just you know finding yourself finding who you are uh loving yourself deeming yourself worthy what's the final thought that you would like to convey yeah I, I would just say do do the work like find really do the work um either counseling sometimes a really good counselor i don't recommend there's some counselors that are not the best but like getting a really good counselor um really reading books on psychology or things that you're interested in about yourself try to really get to know yourself and then also if you're in a bad situation um always find your way out um mm -hmm. that's one of the things because um you could get stuck in a bad situation and, and never be able to get out um but i basically say like do i i love the type of like counseling the emdr counseling mm -hmm. that's one of the counselings that i actually love because it um desensitizes like trauma and so 
um, it helped so much in just being able to to um, desensitize a lot of the the hurt and the feelings over the past. Um, but yeah, I just would say do the work, like go out there and and just really focus on yourself. Um, it's kind of like going out to exercise or eat well. Um, that's like for the physical body, but like for the mental and emotional body, just mm-hmm. just read up on on psychology and and bettering yourself and and just set goals for those for for yourself in a different yeah. different way. Self development. Yes. Yeah, and I really really appreciate you being on. <laughs> great thoughts uh and like we i enjoy uh you know talking with you and going over different things about mindset and and like kind of comparing our own journeys about self-development and self-love self-worth and everything i really enjoy it and i am greatly appreciative of you (laughs) being my first interview um yeah. Like I was nervous. You were nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was trying not to let you know I was nervous. I'm like, I'm good. I got this. <laughs> but I, I think we did great. Like you, you know, you, yeah. like I said, I just wanted to yeah. ask you questions, just keep flowing and because I think that's what makes the best talking points. Because when I do my episodes, yeah. I'm not looking at paper or anything. I'm just talking. So I felt like I wanted to do interviews that same way and I really enjoyed this. Uh, I hope you did. I hope the listeners did. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll be on again in the future. (laughs) Oh, that would be fun. Yes. No, I totally. At first I was like, yes, let's do that. And then I got a little nervous. I'm like, I I could sometimes chatter a lot because, well, my name's Kathy. So chatty Kathy. (laughs) So I was like, don't talk too much. (laughs) I keep telling myself, you don't need to talk too much. (laughs) No, it was, it was excellent. And you, you brought out points that I really, really think will help. Uh, you know, it helped myself to think about certain things you said, and Good. and like I always say in my episodes, if I only help one person going through something, then I feel like I've accomplished a lot. So, no, I, I appreciate it, and I thank you for being on. Uh, to all my listeners, I appreciate you all. I hope that you found value in this episode. Um, remember that you are worthy enough uh we all need to love ourselves love is our medicine uh it starts with us if we fix ourselves develop ourselves no matter how long it takes and continue it um good things will happen and people will respect us and we'll draw people uh that bring value to our lives just like we should be bringing value to other people in our lives so i appreciate you all And until next time, take care of yourself, take care of each other, go and do great things.